Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome back to The Pulse. I am so excited to be sitting down with Weeby Acapella. Welcome, folks. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. Yes, well, I'm so excited to have you. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about Weeby Acapella and how the group got started. Sure. So Weeby is actually the longest running collegiate acapella group in Canada, which is pretty cool. It was founded in 1988 at York University. So yeah, we started as Weeby Jazzing. So it used to be focused mostly on jazz music. And then over the years, you know, we became a bit more pop focused, R&B focused. So we got rid of the jazz in part and now we're just Weeby. Really fun group. We really like value legacy, our legacy of, of an over 30 year long Capella group is something really important to us and just the music making with a family. That's awesome. Presumably none of you were in the group those some 30 years ago, <laughs> but I wonder at least in your own tenure in the group, what are some of the changes you guys have seen the group undertake in that time? I think the biggest change that we faced, which is what most groups have faced this year, is the switch from in-person rehearsals to online rehearsals. Yeah, we had a massive shift towards figuring out how we're going to work and how a choir is going to work in an online format because essentially that's what we are we be as a choir the biggest challenges we've faced has been keeping people focused during rehearsals keeping people on task and focused on the music and also finding new members was a little bit challenging because it's easier in person when you can just go out on campus and advertise and perform and people ask questions and stuff. But when we're online, it's harder to get the word out. Yeah, that's been, I know everyone's going to say that when they, when you ask this question, but that I can think off the top of my head. So to add on to that, because we're a university-based group, we have different members each year. So that's some of the, the changes that I experience. We always have a new group of members and especially moving into next year, there's going to be big changes because a lot of us are leaving. So really excited for the future of the group. What is the turnover for this year in terms of how many members are you going to need to replace? Mm, how many members? I think, I think like, almost 10, 10 yeah, members I was gonna are say, leaving. Yeah. Yeah. It just so happens a bunch of us are graduating around the same time. So yeah, it's going to be a big shift, but I think it's really good because it allows the group to you know, kind of get a new sound, a new energy. I think it'll be really, really cool. And we'll all be there still to help out with the transition. Absolutely. For context, our group is around 18 members. So that's like half the group. Yeah, that's a lot. But I, I wanted to actually go back for a minute to MJ's answer about sort of being a virtual group. And I wonder what is some advice that you might have? You weathered some bumps as you did that, presumably. And I wonder what things you found have been particularly helpful, beneficial, or useful to you in making that transition. Yeah. So one of the things that actually helped keep positivity in the group, especially in an online format, is taking time aside from just focusing on music and just focusing on projects that we have, and also be a group and just have each other's backs. We have a lot of rehearsals where we start off and we just ask how the day is going, because a lot of us are students. Most of us are students. We ask, how are your exams going? What do you want to vent about? Because everyone has a different output on the online learning format. And it's, also, it's really stressful. And it's just knowing that Weeby is a place where you can just also vent and not because we do do our music as well but not only just doing the music but also 
being a family. Because one thing that we prioritize is is being a family. So that's one thing that we focused on. We've had the opportunity to focus on a little bit more in the online format. Surprisingly, yeah. What are some of the um, things that you do to help? You mentioned, you know, asking about people's days, but are there other sort of online games, uh, other sorts of things that you do to foster that connection? Absolutely. Most of the time after rehearsals, we spend time having a game night. So like most people, they, we play Among Us, we do Pictionary. One of our members introduced us to this new game a couple of weeks ago after rehearsal, and it was just a lot of fun. I can't remember the, the name of it particularly, but most of the time members will stay after rehearsal, we'll chat, some, we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time after, just laughs, show each other videos. A few members like to record the gameplays that we do and edit it and then showcase it to the, to the group again so we can watch it again. Not only just the gameplay itself, but there's little cool little memes that are being added to it. So it's a lot of fun to watch. That's awesome. Kind of uh, jumping off of MJ's point at the beginning of the rehearsals, Orly or I will uh, usually ask a, a question of the day. And this can range from anything to a silly question to a serious question like, what's your favorite jelly bean? Or what are you doing to keep yourself busy? Like just general things like that. Yeah. Well, for the record, in case anybody's wondering, it's blueberry. Yes. Also, I just wanted to add on. We've also, as a group, we use Zoom most of the time for our rehearsals, but the group also tends to, we have access through Facebook Messenger and Discord. And sometimes members will just message in the Facebook Messenger or in the Discord and be like, hey, is anyone free? Does anyone want to have a study session? So we also make time outside of rehearsal to keep things going and keep positivity going in any which way we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, the group obviously has focus outside of that and music is a big part of what the group is doing and why it exists in the first place. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about sort of the general sound or the vibe of Weeby's music. So out of the current members in this call, I've been in the group the longest, so I'm the old one. And I definitely have seen a shift in our sound. So I think we used to stick more with like the top 40 kind of pop feel in my first couple years. And now we're kind of in this cool zone where we do a lot of R&B. We do a lot of like kind of funky music, I would say, for lack of a better term, even kind of like vibey music again for lack of a better term and I think we've really evolved into having a very distinct kind of style and I think that's something that really separates us I think a lot of groups not that it's a bad thing I love seeing the top 40 stuff but I think we've kind of created our own little niche within the acapella community which I think is really really fun and I've been like a huge fan just seeing that evolve from when I started to now yeah just to go off of Orly a lot of the members uh, come from a lot of music different musical backgrounds and we all have our own musical tastes. Some of us come from the musical theater backgrounds, the uh, R&B kind of stuff. I personally am a metalhead, so yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of styles that we all bring to to the group. Yeah. Well, one of the styles that I feel like was really represented in one of the tunes that we're going to listen to is you have this really like 80s vibe in Greedy for Your Treasure, which is a mashup from Bruno Mars and Ariana Grande, which was also your ICCA submission. Can we talk about it for a minute? I would really be happy to hear about how that mashup came to be and how you came to envision this production. Okay, so because I was one of the arrangers on this, I think I can answer this one the best. So fun fact, this wasn't actually the original ICCA song that we were going to go with. We were originally going to do a mashup between a Drake song, Passion Fruit, and an R&B song called Bad Blood by Nao. And the one of the hardest things with working online is that 
it's hard to get certain ideas across because when you know how to do it and it's easier to show it in person, mm-hmm. it doesn't translate that well when you're showing it when you're online. So the original plan that we had was me and the other arrangers would split the song up into different sections and everyone would work on charting that different section. And then we would all mash it up together. It didn't work as well as we intended because literally we're online. So ideas didn't translate well. So we kind of changed and shift gears into a more, instead of trying to do a slower song and bring it up beat, we decided to go with a little bit more of a song that was already upbeat. And I already had charted Treasure by Bruno Mars. It was just sitting on my computer. And I was like, hey guys, what if we do something like this? And the group was like, this is starting to sound like more cohesive than what we had before. But how can we add something a little bit more spicy? Because Treasure is a great song, but you know, it, it gets, there's no change. There's no climax going on in the song. So mm. I was like, what if we were to, because I've heard a lot of mashups about with Greedy and Treasure on on SoundCloud and YouTube and stuff like that. And I was like, what if we were to do an acapella version of one of these mashups, like the Greedy Treasure mashup, because they have similar vibes going on, even though they were like, Greedy was created to be like a hip hop pop song and Treasure was a throwback to the uh, 80s. So we were like, what if we were to just do a whole 80s vibe mashup? And after a long month, Lexi and I sat and we worked so hard to make sure that it was unique enough so that we weren't just mimicking what the remixes were doing, but we also had our own, you know, weeby essence to it. Uh, And after a long, long month of December, we finally had the ICCA chart Greedy for Your Treasure. And we went through various versions with them. We always asked the group's input. We were like, hey, you guys, so we have this going on so far. Like, say we'd have like the first couple, like the first verses and the bridge done. And it'd be like, what could we do to make this better? What do you guys think? And the group would give input. We'd work on that input, bring out a new version of the chart. And by the like first week of January, we had a steady chart going on ready for ICCA. That's awesome. Just to add on to that, for our actual video, one of our members, Eduardo, who kind of took the lead initially with the video concept, he was like super into 80s and he was telling us you know it'd be so cool if we did this full-on 80s vibe and then we all had a lot of fun you know we had our modern outfits then we switched into our 80s outfits and it just ended up like the idea of the song sounding like the 80s and then we got to like mimic that visually it was such a fun experience and so collaborative too like MJ said like everyone in the group had a say everyone in the group was involved in creating it so it was just a really amazing accumulation of so many people's talents so it was really really awesome experience just a huge team effort like everybody was in on it there was not one person that wasn't doing nothing yeah we wanted to because usually for icca when we go in person everyone is contributing in some format so we wanted to translate that over into this online version of icca which thank i gotta give it to orly and orly and alex like they completely organized that we had different teams going on like we had the arranging team myself and lexi we had a choreographed team we had the wardrobe team we had the audio team and we had a video team so thanks to like thanks to the execs that we have like we were able to literally like get everyone involved and make sure everyone was pulling their weight equally yeah well you don't have to wait any longer because here is greedy for your treasure as previously mentioned originally performed by bruno mars and ariana grande the soloists are ivy sun and jessica pasia the vocal percussionist justin nichols and matthew lee and the arrangers mj alice and lexi reese here are we be with greedy for your treasure hold up hold up there past me we don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to Akaville.org and become a member. 
Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. Oh, that was so much fun. I mean, so our listeners can't tell, but I'm a child of the 80s. And that was just such a throwback for me. So I I loved it. Great job. Thank you so much. Sure. So, you know, something else that you all have been working on in lockdown is recording. That That's something that you guys have put a lot of time, energy, and effort into with, my understanding, is a full-length EP coming out soon. Let, let's talk about it. Yeah, so very exciting. So because usually uh, we be in person, our final goals are two showcases in the middle and the end of the year. So because this whole year was online, we decided to focus our energy into something else, which is going to be a recorded EP. So every two weeks, we've been recording new charts so everybody, we, we got everybody to buy a microphone. Wow. Um, so everything's going to be better quality than like showcase audio. So, and our fellow member here, MJ Ellis, is going to be mixing the tracks wow. for us. Yeah, so it's really exciting. We have a lot of new charts because we had our charts from last year that we didn't get to perform on stage. And then we also had new charts this year. So yeah. yeah, lots of songs that we're really excited to show people. I mean, that's a really ambitious undertaking to, to do it all yourselves. I mean, I imagine that COVID had something to do with that and choosing to do it in-house. But I wonder too, does that set you up better for the future? If that's a project you want to maintain in, you know, skills you want to maintain in-house, so you could do that kind of thing again. Yeah, because MJ and I sort of had background knowledge on mixing already going mm. into the group. And something that we were actually discussing was like giving workshops or helping teach people in the group how to do some of the things that we already know how to do, like tuning, timing, and mixing. And I think over the summer, that's something that we want to look into more and help our current members move forward and like maybe also make more music online together. Yeah. Was that something that you had to get buy-in from the group to commit their time that way? Given that it's, you said two track or a new track every two weeks, that's not insignificant. (laughs) Yeah. So the way that we work is it's super democratic and we don't want to push something onto the group if they're not capable and willing to give a hundred percent. So back when, you know, in the summer when we were like, I wonder if we're going to be online or in person, when we found out it was online, we held a whole group meeting. So the four of us, the executive members met first, we came up with a plan, like a detailed plan. And we essentially had a meeting with the group saying, this is what is going to be expected of you. We sent out a Google poll saying, you know, do you have a mic? If not, are you willing to buy one? If you're not willing to buy one, let maybe we can help you. Like financially, we can get the group to you know band together because we're not obviously not everyone is going to be capable and that's we have to be accessible like that's our main goal right so everyone most people actually already had one which was surprising to me I definitely did not so that was really <laughs> exciting once the group gave their consent and said yes we are willing to do this that was how we kind of modeled our year because if they had said no we would have had to figure something else out we didn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable we didn't want anyone to feel like it was too overwhelming I think everyone can agree that like this year was really hard for people's mental health and we didn't want to add something that was going to take a toll. We just wanted something that was going to enhance, make things better. So once the group agreed, it was, yeah, it was actually a unanimous decision. Everyone thought it would be a great idea. And I'm so excited to see the final product. How far into the process are you all? So all the audio has been recorded so far. So everyone's been able to record all their songs from last semester and this semester. And I got to give a shout out to our newest members who joined just this year. We did warn them that, hey, there's going to be a lot going on. So you're going to be recording not only our regular uh, charts, but also going to be taking part in the online ICCA. And they came straight on and went right into it. And 
they've been pulling their weight so much. And I, I just, I have to give it a shout out to my noobs. So they've had all of everything recorded. All of our members have everything recorded. So now it's just a little old me to finish mixing and getting everything together in time for uh, a, a release, which I will work on an estimate for, but we're aiming for autumn because mixing does take a little bit of time in autumn release. And one thing that we actually, adding on to what Ivy had said, we did this one thing on the Discord where Ivy was streaming her editing the audio. So everyone gets to see how it's going. And, you know, you can just pop in whenever you're free. We let the group know, hey, we're going to be doing this. I'm going to be streaming how I'm mixing and you can tell me if you like it or not, just so that it's not solely on one person, myself or Ivy, but the group can like, hey, does this sound right? And we can get, you know, second and third opinions on what to change just so it's, you know, it's in everyone's best interest. Yeah. Do you have a working title? Actually, we don't. It's kind of just we be EP coming at the moment, but we will get a title as soon as we can. I know at some point we had said like we be at home, but everyone's taken those titles. You know, there's a lot of similar ones. So definitely going to be a brainstorming session with the whole group. We have some really creative people. So we'll see. For now, it's we be EP with a question mark. So Awesome. Well, I wonder, you know, you had mentioned newbies and taking on new people, especially and, and how challenging that was given that it was hard to find people or advertise yourselves how did you end up getting the word out and how did you hold that that sort of that process how did you hold the audition process yeah so we used our social media so we have instagram facebook we post that uh, we posted that everywhere we also performed at our orientation this year which was like a video that we submitted which was actually the coffee video or spoilers okay. yeah so we played that at the orientation which i know some of our new members saw and were like interested in oh what is this group and then also we had some like recommendations from within the group of like other people that we might know that could be interested. So those are sort of like the three ways that we got it out there. And then when you actually found interested members who wanted to audition, did you do that over Zoom or how did that work? Yeah, so we basically sent them out a link well, actually, first what they did was they would create a video of themselves singing any song that they wanted to sing, an unlisted video, and they'd send it to us. Then we'd decide who we wanted to take from there. And then we did an interview with them over Zoom. And we'd test range, musicianship, like sight reading, all that kind of stuff. And uh, from there, we made a final decision. That's awesome. Well, I think before we say goodbye and want to thank you so much for your time, I wanted to just mention or at least talk for a moment about the spoiler coffee, the mashup of Coffee and I Miss Her, originally performed by Tori Kelly and Jesse J. And I wonder, how did you guys come up with that mashup? Actually, one of our old members, Philip Tornueva, who arranged this one. And it's actually a bit of a funny story how it was arranged. So last year, the 2019-2020 year, we wanted to do ICCA. It was kind of an idea that we wanted to do, but it never ended up coming to fruition. And Coffee was actually arranged by Philip. That was supposed to be our, you know, ballad for our full ICCA set. And then just there were a number of factors and we didn't end up competing that year. So we just took the song and added it into our regular rep and we all really loved it. And it ended up being the first song we've actually recorded. And it was actually a mixture of some showcase audio. So when we performed it live, we took some audio from that and some recorded at home audio because, you know, the live audio is a little iffy. So we, some people had to redo, but that was really our first time, like actually having a proper recorded song in years, like in a very, very long time. So I think it meant a 
lot to all of us. And it was the first like produced like nice video that we were able to put out that wasn't just a recording of a show. So it meant a lot to us. And Philip is, he's such a genius. And like all of us only speak so highly of him. And he always was coming up with these super creative mashups. So I really owe it to him. We all owe it to him for that one. Well, let us listen to this beautiful, really soulful mashup of Coffee and I Miss Her, originally performed by Tori Kelly and Jesse J. Solists are Ivy Sun and Philip Tornueva, and it was arranged by Philip Tornueva. Thank you again to Weeby for their time, and here they are. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video, only at acaville.org.